Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Lasso Talking Ted with Jess and Logan. I'm Logan. And I'm Jess. And uh, we're here to talk about Ted Lasso Season 2, Episode 11, Last Train to That City Where Dr. Sharon Is Going. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's Royston. Royston. Midnight train. train. Yeah, I said last train. I meant midnight train to Royston. Um, So, because I think she even says my train doesn't leave till midnight. She Uh, does. um, We're going to spoil it. So, if you haven't watched the episode, I don't know. You're like three years late. (laughs) Like, go watch it. uh, Well, two years late. I think it was 2021. Yeah. Um, True. But uh, uh, yeah, it's on that. They're all on Apple Plus. Go watch them. Um, but before we get into the episode, two things. I, of course, do have a question. But literally right before we logged on, I read a report on TVLine.com. It does not have to do with Ted Lasso, but it does have to do with a show that we love. Ron Cephas Jones passed away at age 66. If the name doesn't sound familiar, he played Romero in Mr. Robot. Oh, wow. He was also on a show called This Is Us that was way more popular than Mr. Robot. Um, I, this, it's not, that is not my kind of show. Yeah, me either. I, I, I knew he, oh, he got, found bigger fame and more success with that show because it was a much bigger show. But, um, it's just like I it's I know it sounds really weird to a lot of people that it's like celebrity deaths affecting people, but like that show was so integral to just really me even having a relationship with Ryan later in life. Yeah. That like anything that surrounds it just hits me really hard. Yeah, I can understand and, that. And he was sixty-six, man. That is that is not that is not old. That is uh, the age of my my parents. Do my parents turn sixty-six this year? I think. Yeah, I. I think my mom is sixty-six, about to be sixty-seven. Yeah. And I mean, and the dude was, he was good, man. I, like he was so good. Like, I, I mean, I saw him in other things. Like, he was in Luke Cage for the second season. I can't remember if it was the first season or the second season, playing this character named Bobby Fish. And he was just really good at, like, just, I, I'm just really good at playing those, those characters, you know, a yeah. character actor, you know. Um, that is sad. That that bumps yeah. me out. I'm sorry. I started the podcast on a sad note. Um, oh, it's okay. You you're that's sadly not the saddest thing I've heard today. So. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. But you know, I I know that was a show that that you you loved dearly. Maybe not the to the degree that Ryan and I did, but I I definitely know it was a show you were you were you know infatuated with for that time yes. period. So Oh no, one hundred percent. I don't I, I I don't know that I was quite 
you, you <laughs> and Ryan level, but I was I wasn't I wasn't too far behind. I was like consuming your podcast religiously, <laughs> participating in the podcast at one point, I believe. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I know we co- I know you and I covered Legion, but I think I came on a few episodes with you and Ryan. Oh yeah, for sure. And th- those uh, they are available. Um, uh, they're not on the Apple feed, but if you go to Patreon, they're available for free under Automatic for the People. Patreon.com slash Automatic for the People. Uh, all the episodes are there for free. Yeah. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, what an incredible talent, man. And it's just so damn sad. Like, it, I get sad when it's somebody who's like, like if, I mean, knock on wood, like I don't want this to happen, but if tomorrow morning I woke up and it was like, um, I'm trying to think of somebody who's in, incredibly old, which sounds disingenuous, but Anthony Hopkins, isn't he like 90? Like Shatner. Uh, Shatner. Yes. Cause uh, Shatner's like 96. Yeah. If I woke up tomorrow and it was like William Shatner died, I would be like, fuck, <laughs> like that hurts, like, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was the same when Stan Lee passed and yeah. Um, and he was damn near a hundred. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and he was still coming to Dragon Con like every year, which just blows my mind. But um, yeah. Yeah. It's the, uh, you know, it's, I, a friend of mine once posted, I don't think it's his quote and it doesn't so much apply to actors and actresses and, uh, maybe uh, film and television, but uh, he's big into music. But uh, the quote was, uh, "We don't mourn their loss because we knew them. We mourn their loss because they helped us know ourselves." Ooh, yeah, that's good. Um, and honestly, like, not always that way with actors, actresses, directors, writers. Well, writers maybe. Um, but like, like I said, like he was such a, just him being part of that show. And that was a show that, that like built something, you know, it's really, really special for a a short amount of time. And like, I'll, I'll always, you know, have that. So, um, anyway, moving on. Uh, we no, we'll, don't want to dwell. We have other sad shit to get to. God, yeah. Um. All right. So, <laughs> the question I came up with, and I'll let you interpret it. I have a specific interpretation, but I know as people get older, gift comes to mean different things. But what's the best gift you've ever gotten? Oh, jeez, that's hard. <laughs> Best gift I've ever or most memorable, I guess. Oh gosh, I'm so bad. I'm so bad at these questions. This is terrible. I feel like something should like immediately come to mind, but it kind of doesn't. Uh... So I I I know my answer. <laughs> keeping okay. with the sad theme of shit. Yeah. Um, when I first moved away from home to take the job I currently have. The, Yada yada yada. For Christmas that year, um, like I, I had, uh, I, actually, I think it was the the year I was going to move, um, and, and yeah, no, it was Christmas. Ryan had gotten me 
uh, a not not just like the poster for uh, Batman the Animated Series. I don't mean a poster. I mean like the I, I don't know what you call them. Like the one sheet, like the giant ass posters that they put up in like theaters. Oh, like from the theater, like the yeah. theater poster. Um, but not for the the movie Mask of the Phantasm, but that uh, if you remember Batman the Animated Series, it's like him with like the cape over his face and you just see his eyes and the ears yep. and it just says Batman the Animated Series. Um, and I mean, it's a beat up old poster that somebody had laminated and had turned the eyes silver for some reason. And it it's very well worn, but that show was so important to me as a kid to us, really, like we never missed it, but we loved that show so much. And like that poster is currently hanging in my living room. It, it nice. has like it, it hung in my apartment when I first moved up here. It sat in storage for a couple of years just because I didn't have the room for it. Because I kept moving to smaller and smaller places, um, but like I, I don't know that that's I know that's weird that it's a just a giant poster, but yeah, I, I don't know. It just means the world to me, man. Yeah. Oh, that's especially you know after he passed away. Yeah, no, I get that. Um. Oh man, I don't know. Like I'm. I would have to say probably, I mean, something from my husband. Um, I mean, he's done a lot of thoughtful stuff over the years. Um, I mean, he's the one who kind of like started like my autograph collection. I don't, I know we don't really like record on video, but behind me, I have like a wall of photographs, mostly from like legends, actors, and they're all signed. And so he kind of, like, started that collection for me one year, which was pretty cool. We have a marble wall, too. Um, and I've added to it since, like, been going to Dragon Con. Um, that kind of goes with your multimedia theme. <laughs> and what else? I mean, what else has he done? Um, wait, this, this is going to sound funny, but, like, we... Well, maybe I shouldn't put this on a podcast. But, oh, whatever. We'll go, I'll go ahead and say it. It's not, like, dirty or anything. It's just that we have a cat. And, well, we have a couple cats and a couple dogs, but that's besides the point. This one cat in particular likes to eat flowers. And so instead of, like, buying me flowers, like, live flowers for Valentine's Day that, you know, wilt and die over the course of the week if our cat doesn't eat them, um, he decided to get me, like, one of those, like, roses that's kind of, like, dipped in gold. Um, And so he's kind of, like turned that into a tradition every year like it's now it's kind of because it was really sweet the first year and now it's kind of become almost like a running joke but <laughs> he's like well happy valentine's day so it's, it's a real mystery what i got you this year <laughs> so it's like i don't know it's it's kind of cheesy but it's kind of our thing and so so wait every year he buys you a new rose dipped in mm-hmm. gold mm-hmm. Oh, how many do you have i don't want to answer that question <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess nobody really knows me or like where I live, but uh, that's I incredible. That, I don't know that they're that like valuable per se. It's just like kind of you know, it's it's like 
Well, I mean, like it, it's gold plating, right? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's not like a yeah. It's not like a like a like a thick like, yeah, yeah. Thick, like twenty four karat bar of gold. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but still, yeah, I know those things are not not cheap. They're not you know. They're not eight thousand dollars, exactly. but they're they're not they're not cheap. They're you not. Know? Yeah. They're not. Cheap. You're not buying one for thirty dollars at the corner. So. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a thoughtful gift that he, he does every year. So, I love that. You know, I mean, maybe it's just me. Like, so I, I love the idea of having something like that. Like, mm-hmm. and that you find it like also dumb and funny and sweet. Yeah. Um, like, all in one. I love. Yeah that like I love the idea of that and you don't meet a lot of people who can understand that type of thing yes I I would say that I'm like this is gonna sound weird when I say it or it's gonna sound super privileged it's kind of all of the above (laughs) yeah um like so on the the cheap end of that and this is something I just read that I thought was incredibly endearing um actually probably in the last week or so um, to add to the gift thing, there were these these friends um, who, as young adults, um, one of them got a birth- birthday card. I guess they moved away from each other and sent it to the other one, you know, with a little small little note. Mm-hmm. And every year for for each other's birthday, they just mailed that same card back and forth. Oh, with wow. just a little nut. So like it's this card that's just covered in these tiny little like even if it's just happy birthday or I love you or I miss you or whatever. And so for like 50 years, it, maybe not that long, these two people just mailed this card back and forth where it's like it's super sweet, but it's also really dumb and kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. You could do something else. So um, I've tried to do things like that with people and mostly they just find it annoying. Whereas like (laughs) if I was with somebody and every year they got me something that's also sweet, but also kind of cliche and goofy and leaning into this running thing, I would love it. You know, yeah. like yeah. not not a tie, but, you know, <laughs> yes, um, that's awesome. That is yeah. awesome. And it's just it's funny because it's like there's like a reason behind the why he did like the first one. And then he kind of jokingly said he's like, I'm going to do this every year, aren't I? And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it makes sense, right? So, yeah, <laughs> like you have this cat who. Because especially at Valentine's Day. The cat's Day, still alive. The cat is still here. <laughs> roses are never cheap. But if no. you've ever had to buy roses for Valentine's Day, it's beyond not cheap. It's ridiculously, stupidly expensive. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, like, and he was kind of thinking, he's like, okay, so I could. And he did that one year Um, also. I don't, I, I think this might have been before we started this other tradition. But 
I mean, he did. He got me like a huge like bouquet of roses. And this was, you know, back in the days when I, you know, went to an office and they he, like sent them to the office and it was like a whole thing. And I was like, that probably cost him more than it is to do the single like gold plated like rose. I've done that. And it like you have to order so far in advance and like there's like it's almost like Ticketmaster now where there's like convenience fees tacked on. Yeah. Like, I think the last time I sent flowers to somebody uh, at uh, her work, it, it cost me like $150. Oh and like, gosh. they weren't even roses. Oh and gosh. yeah. Um, well, in, in fairness to them, I had forgotten uh, it was it wasn't for Valentine's Day. I think it was for her birthday. And I had kind of forgotten it was coming and I was like, oh crap, I need to do this. So it was literally like uh not ordering in advance. It was like, oh, they have to be there the day after tomorrow. Oh um, and there wasn't a local florist. So it was uh or there was, but like I, it was a whole thing. And it was like, oh, it's gonna cost you this. And I was like, Well, I guess that's what I'm paying. Um oh. so but a rose dipped in gold is is very like see I like I I don't know. I'm just into cheesy stupid stuff like that. <laughs> like if yeah. somebody got me like the that like dumb star naming thing, I'd be like, Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> like you know, oh, I've seen that a as star. a gift actually. <laughs> <laughs> in the past I got that as a gift from a, an ex-boyfriend in college and it was very cheesy and still very cool I probably have it somewhere I don't know where it is to this day but I know so, I have it somewhere probably meanwhile they're they're probably all just selling the same star and it's named like for <laughs> <laughs> 8,000 different people but probably, it's whatever probably. you know I've never really like looked into it but I did receive that as a gift one year yeah I was I, yeah, I'm all for the like cheesy grand gesture that's also kind of goofy. Yeah, I just yeah, I'm all for that. I don't like romantic comedies, but I'm all for that that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <sighs> um, okay, so let's get into the penultimate episode of uh season 2, which uh man, what an episode. Um, but it opens so like happy for like two minutes. We're getting uh -huh. like the chance of Sam and like he had a hat trick and like it's the game of his life and he's blossoming as a player. He's not the kid who barely talked in season one. Yeah. Like yeah. this dude is on top of the world with his career as a football player and he walks back to his car and just sadness, man. He can't, he can't enjoy it because he's he's not really like somewhere else, but he's invested in something else that isn't yeah. really going anywhere. So. Putting on that, not that he's not happy, but that I have to show everybody I'm happy because I can't show everybody I feel like I'm dying inside. Yeah. <sighs> I feel so bad for him, man. I know. I do, too. It's as you, like, you kind of, like, get the scene going. Like, you see him sitting in the car, and he pulls out the phone, and I was like, oh, crap. And she texts him. Like, I, 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 I don't know. Like, part of me is like, 
good on her like for for not just ghosting but also they already have to work in the same building like he's she's probably easy enough to avoid as long as he just you know goes down the right corridors and doesn't go up to the office or whatever mm-hmm. but to get that text in that moment and know that you can't drive to her house and she's not going to be waiting for you at yours. Yeah. I don't know, man. I know. I just, I do, I do feel for him. So lonely. But, uh, you know, Colin gets to break up the loneliness with (laughs) his, I think we talked about this before, complete inability to drive this ridiculous car that he has. I know. Oh my gosh. And like, isn't that one of the things though about those cars now i've never driven one um but don't you have to like they don't handle right if you're going under like a ridiculous speed like 60 or something so part of me wonders if that's why he like has to like floor it and then do like a 10 point turn and then like floor it again it's like hey watch out (laughs) i mean that sounds right you know because it's definitely not it's it's not really a car made to drive on a street. <laughs> no, especially not in like a tiny car park like he's got in it. <laughs> oh, and and I, I assume it's not an automatic. It's definitely a manual. Um, yeah, I don't think those come in automatic. I think they have like the flappy paddle gear shift, but like, mm-hmm. I don't. It's not like a traditional stick shift, but still. Oh, um. Yeah, I, I, and he says, wish me luck. Mm. Where is he going? <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. I mean, knowing what we now know about Colin, I guess we can infer where he's going, um, which sure. I guess that's a little spoilery. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's just like, wish me luck. Where is he going? With his car? I, is it I, a new car? Or is it the same car he's had? I think it's the same car. No, I don't know. Wish him luck. Yeah, that that is odd. <laughs> odd statement. Maybe maybe you're maybe you're more on the mark. He just straight can't drive his car, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he needs the luck. Cool. Um. So, uh, and then of course, opening theme credits, all that stuff. Um. We did find out in the opening that their one went away from promotion, which I think we talked a little bit about on the last episode that they were, were, you know, headed that way, uh, which is damn near impossible. Yes, because I got confused about the mid-season tournament that I had forgotten had occurred. (laughs) Well, it's a weird thing to have. (laughs) Like, who has a tournament in the middle of a season? Um... All of that usually comes at the end of the season. I mean, yes. But anyways, all right. So, yes, they're close. Very close. Which is fitting because we only have one more episode. So, Keeley has gotten a Vanity Fair, uh, like, cover shoot. Which, Ah, that's, yeah, pretty damn impressive. Um, And she's all, I love the the exchange with her and Rebecca and then also how Ted finds his way into all of that. It's 
it's so like awkward and endearing at the same time. He just sort of like turns up and like he's like, "What are we talking about?" And I'm kind of like, "None of your business." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they just sort of include him, and it kind of cracks me up. I love how he's just like, "I can't believe I got it." Like, yeah, way to make it all about you. It's like I relate to that so much. I feel like I make everything about myself. <laughs> I mean, I, to be fair, I feel like that is human tendency and at least a little bit to make things about yourself. But yeah. Yeah. And when I have conversations with my mom, I'm like, this is why I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> my parents made me this way because everything I talk about, they're like, well, when I was doing this, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't care why you <laughs> I don't care about what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. We find out it's Sharon's, Dr. Sharon's last day, uh, which is also, I guess, kind of sad. Ted, in this moment, does not seem upset about it. I agree. He does not seem upset about it. I think, well, I think what we'll we'll get into is why he becomes upset. Yeah. Uh, but, like, so I, I kind of struggle with this because... I don't know. I guess I'm relating it to myself. Um, even if I know, like something's coming to an end, mm-hmm. like I still, I'm so hesitant about any kind of change. Like mm-hmm. if I know somebody, even I remotely like at work is leaving, like it's it's a whole thing for like a week, two weeks, where I'm just like, they're gonna leave. Things are gonna be worse. Some new person's going to come in. They're not going to know what they're doing. It's going to suck. Like, you know, and if I were in Ted's shoes, I would probably just be like, she's going to leave. Team's going to fall apart (laughs) because she's been with us all season. She's helped us, like, up our game. She's Mm -hmm. helped me. And, like, everything's just going to fall apart because she's leaving, even though that's what she does. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's kind of the point. She comes in and helps get people into their right space and then she's done and then her job is done um and, and so this brings up why why this, this is why i asked about the the gift because yeah. his his going away big present idea was to give her cash well, yes so i thought that was an interesting interesting choice and a little odd because it, it is very impersonal but I'm, but she doesn't seem like she gives a lot of herself up. So I feel like that was better than buying something that like she wouldn't need or use or want just to give her something. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Because I, like I, I wanted to get into this here and not at the beginning with the question. I am a terrible gift receiver. <laughs> okay. So I I, like the reaction that people want from me when they give me things is almost never the reaction that I'm going to give. Like hundred percent. Me too. I don't get super excited. I'm not going to cry about it. I'm not like most of the time it's because sometimes it's because I probably already have it because (laughs) I'm, not married and I don't have kids. So if you saw something and thought Logan would like this, 
I probably already saw it and said, ooh, I like that and bought it. And bought it. <laughs> Unless it costs like $300, I probably bought it. Yeah. My husband's like that too. Oh, I need that. I'll just buy it. I'm like, stop buying things. <laughs> I've gotten so many of the same Deadpool t-shirt. Seriously? It's insane. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I bought this shirt. I shop at the same Walmart you do. <laughs> <laughs> but That's I like, hilarious. you can't say that, but I am not good at faking that. So like, and it's even worse if you buy me a present, I am never going to like Oh, no. <laughs> um, I was with, uh, I was dating this girl for, for years, and I had mentioned one point about, like, they used to, I mean, you can still buy them, but there was, like, a brief moment in time where these, like, miniature, like, desk-sized water fountains were super popular, and you could just get them everywhere. Like, these little miniature, you, like, plug them into the wall pour like a half a cup of water in them and it's just it's zen for your desk and um we were out shopping one day and i i saw them i was like oh those are those are kind of cool little miniature fountains for your desk um i was like i probably have to just go pee all the time listening to all that water <laughs> and uh i was like i would definitely not want one with like there was one that was like just like the sheet where just the water goes up and then comes down the the flat part of the front. Mm. Um, mm. I'm not describing it very well. And then there's one that was like a little rock garden that looked more like naturalistic. Okay. Um, and I was like, I definitely wouldn't want the rock one because uh, I forget why I said that. Literally, she bought me like that rock one for Christmas. Oh. And my response was like, oh, this is the one I said I didn't want. And she cried, and oh, no. <laughs> I was an ass. Um, I could have faked it. I'm just not good at that. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, I mean, I get that. It's it's difficult. So I, I'm just a bad gift receiver. Like, I would rather not get anything or just give me a gift certificate. <laughs> yeah. Like, a Visa gift card is awesome (laughs) that's true that's very true i yeah i don't i don't think i'm a great gift receiver either i'm not like a i'm not sure that i'm quite on your level but (laughs) but i'm also not not like i mean kind of like yeah like if you give me something that there's a very small chance that i'm gonna like cry or like jump around or be like oh my gosh this is like the best thing ever because that's just kind of not me and so I think I think in particular um my mother <laughs> does doesn't has probably come to accept over the years that I'm not a overly enthusiastic gift receiver I, I guess depending on the gift but for the most part yeah my, my mom has taken to getting me Starbucks uh gift cards nice <laughs> so our, our target if she doesn't feel like going in Starbucks because she does not like Starbucks. She, she, she thinks they're evil and I should go to McDonald's because the coffee's better and cheaper. And I'm like, Nope, this is better. It costs more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about better, but she's only right on the cheap. Uh, um, oh, okay. So real quick, I have another good example and it involves Ryan. Um, oh, no. and also <laughs> how we, it, it 
predate predates by about a week the the start of automatic for the people the mr robot podcast okay um i if short version for anybody who doesn't know the story i wound up in the hospital for six weeks seven weeks had cancer it was a whole thing like i woke up tube in my throat strapped to a bed doctor going like i don't know how you're still alive so ryan and my mom i was in chattanooga at the time ryan and my mom make the trip up ryan like is losing his mind doesn't know what to do with himself really went to target or walmart or somewhere and shows up in my room and i still have a tube in my throat i cannot talk and excitedly shows me this pop figure of uh have you seen the how to train your dragon movies yes i adore those movies um uh from the second movie of toothless the dragon um and is so excited to give it to me and (laughs) like i am like of course i can't really be filled with that much emotion but nothing it's just nothing (laughs) like i'm just like I just shaking my head like that's great, man. Like I'm dying. I don't care. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> <laughs> but he was like so happy to show me that he found this thing. He's like, "You love this," and I'm like, "Yeah, I do." Right now, don't care. <laughs> oh, it's it's funny, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, he had like a toothless pop figure. He had this uh like. 10 like Darth Maul lunchbox type thing. It was like, I bought you this so you can put like all your chargers and your cables in it. And I'm like, for what, man? I'm in the hospital. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh. Um, is is in hindsight, it's really, really funny. For a while afterwards, I felt really bad that I wasn't like, thanks, man. I really appreciate like all those things were really great and made me feel so much better. While I was in the hospital for seven weeks. <laughs> Mostly it was just like, I, this is just stuff I'm going to have to carry home. <laughs> I don't want this. Oh, no. Um, oh. I do still have the pop. I think I still have the Darth Maul lunchbox. I, it's probably in a box in storage somewhere. But I do yeah. know where the pop is. Um, um, I, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, uh, on with the, the show. Um so, uh, oh, we find out, or we've heard the name Edwin Akufu before, very, very briefly, I think. Yes. But he comes roaring back in in this episode. Uh, Higgins breaks the news that he, <laughs> Ted makes a really bad joke. Um, <laughs> and Ted breaks the news that Edwin Akufu's father passed away. Left him, I don't, how much was like uh, two billion pounds? Yeah. yeah. And A ridiculous sum of money. He is coming there to take a meeting with Rebecca. Uh, and Higgins thinks that he might possibly want to buy the team. Um, which is, uh, you know, interesting because probably. If this had happened before, like, season, uh, before, like, episode eight of season one, and somebody was like, I'll give you a ridiculous amount of money to buy Richmond, she probably would have sold it to them. 
Yeah, I know. I know. The timing is everything. That's so wild. Um, we we cut from there to Nate arguing with, um, not Colin. What is the kid's name? Will. Will. Yeah. Sorry, Will. Arguing with Will about the suit, <laughs> which oh, has become this massive point of contention. Right. Here's the suit Ted bought you. It's just my suit. <laughs> like once he gives it to me, it's my suit. <laughs> it's not the suit he bought me. I know. I do kind of feel bad for him about that, though. It's just kind of like, really? Why do they, they keep bringing it up? But. Yeah. Um, and it's it's also one of those things where because you keep making a big deal out of it, it sticks in people's minds. So yeah. therefore, that's the, the way they come to think of it as the suit Ted bought you instead of your suit. Oh, my gosh. I know. Like, he, like it kind of makes it worse. At, yeah. the same, at the same time. So, yeah, it's. it's um, <laughs> Roy comes in <laughs> upset about his eyebrows. <laughs> which is OK. It, My eyebrows angry. No, they're psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that quote. It's pretty great. Um, It's a callback, though, right? Because isn't that a thing at the beginning of. uh the season when he's doing the the pundit thing like the first time he goes in for it that doesn't that lady ask him what do you do with your eyebrows and he goes i don't do anything with my eyebrows <laughs> yes actually i think you're right um i don't i don't know what i mean without going back and watching it i can't say for sure but i i want to say that that's right like i remember the scene in the chair but i can't remember if she says eyebrows um, but I'm pretty sure she says eyebrows. I think so. Either that or something about mascara. One of the two. Yeah. Um, but uh, if it's not a callback, it gets called back later. So, um, but yeah, I, the, the whole exchange is great. And, and bitching about it's just <laughs> full on complaining about I have to go there early so they can make sure I'm wearing all black. <laughs> it's, it's like, it, isn't that all you wear? It's like that. This in black. It's heather charcoal gray. Something. What? I know. You you watch Archer, right? Yes. It's slightly darker black. <laughs> <laughs> Which brief side note. This is going to be Archer's last season. Oh, I didn't know that. I haven't watched it since about season eight. I got real behind and then kind of just gave up catching up. But the, um, I do uh, love that show. Yeah, the the um so you probably fell off when he was in the coma? Yes. I think yeah. I watched Dreamland. They all became androids and then someone was face down in a pool. He was face down in a pool and that's the la that was the end of Yeah. That, those are very not great. Se like that was like was three seasons weird. that were just too weird. Uh they, they, it did get better once they got out of all that. So yeah. Um, but yeah, it starts back up in a couple of weeks for its last season. Um, what what season is that? It's been on the air for like eight twelve years. or thirteen. Yeah. Oh, speaking um, of being sad about celebrities that passed, I was devastated when I heard Jessica Walters died. Yeah, I it's mean, been some years since that happened, but I, I was quite sad about that. I loved yeah, her. Yeah, I I could watch a highlight reel of just her moments from Archer 
and Arrested Development. Yes, I was gonna say and Arrested Development. Come on, she's so good. It it takes a really really special talent to be a complete and total dick and <laughs> still be absolutely hysterical. I like her. it's just like I like hate this person this that she's playing so much but everything she says is so funny i know <laughs> i love her oh she was so good um anyway so uh nate presents ted with this idea of the false nine which ah okay so this is where it comes in i was thinking we'd already heard about that okay my bad i I brought that up last week, I think. I I still feel like there's something in season one about some kind of false something. When they park the bus, that's what I was thinking was a false yeah. sign. Now I don't um, know if it is or not. So, yeah, I still don't fully understand. the. I like we've talked about it playing without strikers. But it it's still mostly because they don't understand football. <laughs> so it's, like, it's it's just it's it's just the formation on the field. I right. I, it's not like they're really playing two men down. I've never played a false nine. I, I'm not gonna lie. I've never played it. Um I'll 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 look it up and just kinda I can talk to it in a few minutes. So Ted Ted being Ted is just like great, that's a great idea. Let's run with it. You know, and of course calls it the wrong name. But <laughs> right. Like I don't like I understand why Nate gets upset, but also he's being a little too dramatic about it, even in this moment. Like overall, for sure, being too dramatic, but even in this moment, it's because Ted walks out and he's just like, Great, another idea that he's going to take credit for. And Roy's like, That's the job? He's the head coach. (laughs) Right? I mean, kind of how I mean that's kind of how oh I see how this works okay sorry I can explain the false nine if you want but yeah I I kind of agree with you there I'm just like when I first watched this 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 moment in particular stood out to me with Nate I was just like what is his deal like this literally his job (laughs) and also it's not like his assessment isn't right from what we've seen right. now, there could be things we haven't seen, but we've never seen Ted take credit for everything. Never. No, no, he always gives credit where credit is due, which is, which is the other thing that that's weird about it. He's like, and he throw he ends up. This is a slight spoiler, but he'll end up throwing this back in Ted's face later on. The fact that he gave him credit is that not. Like, it's like you can't, like, you can't win. Like, he's like, he, he wants the credit, but then when Ted gives him the credit, then he throws that back, ends up throwing that back in his face, too. Yeah, like, he was just throwing him a bone or something. And it's just like, yeah, I don't need your, you know, the charity of you finally mentioning my name at the press conference. And it's just like, I mean, when you do those things, it, it, everything's off the cuff. Nothing's really scripted. Like, there's no, you know, if somebody doesn't ask the right question to provoke the right response of 
somebody of you them bringing your name up, then it's not going to come up, you know. Exactly. So, yeah, and then immediately just being like, don't you guys ever just want to be the boss and have all the credit and be in charge mm-hmm. and, you know. There was a time in my life where I, I I probably did feel like Nate, where like, well, if I was in charge, I I would, and like the more I've seen, the more I've been like, I don't ever want to be the person in charge, ever. <laughs> it depends on the situation for me. Um, I would very much, especially in recent years, like to be my own boss um, and work for myself. But I have that, no, yes, <laughs> yes, but I have no interest in running like a like you know, I don't know, even like a fifty person company, you know what I mean? like i I would be happy to be like self-employed and be my own boss and do my own thing and not have like true but not have like true employees and try to like grow like a big business or like a corporation. like I that feels very out of my element, and I agree with you 100%. I don't want to be the person that's in charge. I just want to complain about all the people in charge, <laughs> which is, you know, basically what I do today. Well, that that's kind of where, like, I ultimately landed. And really, that kind of started as I got further and further into uh, the corporate stuff, mm. where I was just like, okay, first of all, it seems like they do only promote the people who don't necessarily know how to do the work they just know how to say the right things and that's never going to be me no um and like also even the like the few people i've known that are really great at their job know how to do everything get those promotions like uh my first boss at my the company i worked for literally spent all his time he could not really be my boss because every day he went to like seven meetings yeah and was in like overseeing like four special projects and i was just like no i never like if i was that good that i could be in charge of all this and then that just meant they were going to dump more on me and tie me up with stupid meetings all day so i didn't actually get get to be like you know not in charge but be beneficial to these people and 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 help them then what the hell is the point (laughs) right yeah exactly that's that's how i feel a lot of the time it's like leadership in corporate is just not what it should be but that's we could do a whole podcast on that (laughs) yeah (laughs) so so yeah, his, and that question will come up again uh, later. Yes. yes, it will. This discussion is going to come roaring back. Um, but Nate ends it by saying, "Well, when it works, and it will, I'm going to tell everyone it was my idea." Which is like that might actually be shittier than Ted not giving you credit. Right. <laughs> it's that, so that, undermining. I know, and that is the reaction that, like. I mean, on a second watch is a giant red flag, but on a first watch, I was just like, what are they doing with this character? Why are they painting him in this light? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And well, it will soon. <laughs> yeah. But. And um, I think we talked about this a little bit on the last episode. Um, it, like, 
I'm I'm with everybody on the first watch of season two. Yes. None of the Nate stuff played early for me. It all just felt like this kid who was thrown into something he maybe wasn't prepared for and was reacting not always the best way or just saying things that he should think instead of say. Yes. But rewatching it, it's like, oh, no. Okay, this is this is them preparing you for all that and building all of that and you know so that it shouldn't seem like such a shock but we're so it, i mean it's almost like I'm, I'm sure maybe hopefully not but maybe it's happened to you i'm i know i've had people close to me. very recently had somebody very close to me accuse me of doing something uh, of like basically using them no oh. that um I, I like it floored me and i was just like i i don't know what you're talking about but but it was because um like i, I mean it, it relationships are symbiotic and at the time i couldn't do for them what they were asking me to do so their mm -hmm. response was like oh i see you can use me but when i need something you can't be there for me and mm -hmm. i was like what <laughs> you know yeah. um so we felt like Nate was our friend. And so all of this feels like a betrayal and yep. you just don't see it coming. No. Oh, no, I, I didn't know. I, I did. I did not. But we should probably stop until. Yeah. <laughs> our spoiler section. <laughs> um, but yeah, you just, you know, it, the response does seem like it comes out of nowhere. It does. Um, yeah. Uh -huh. So, I mean, uh, we did say spoilers for the episode. The betrayal's definitely at the end of this episode. <laughs> yes. Um, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I still forget about it. Yeah. I always forget the punchline of this so episode. Fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, Every so, time. I just watched uh, <laughs> it. <laughs> I think it's like it's like selective memory. It's like I don't want to mm -hmm. remember this like awful betrayal, and so I block it out of my memory. Yeah. Uh, the, the, that text every single time I'm just like oh god um no. and I did just rewatch it today and you know, like it it's still especially dealing with what I recently had to deal with I was like god that just hits so hard where it's like you, you think you know people man <laughs> um but we'll, we'll get to all that um so Roy has a really great analogy about trees being um I forget what he calls it but, uh, you know, we think they're competing for sunlight and they're working in harmony to so that everybody has sunlight. Um, yes, they work as a community. I don't yeah. know if that's what he said. But. Uh, no, I think he uses a word like, you know, just as Americans, we're not supposed to say. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, fair. Because you know, especially in the South, you know, not communism, but something close to it. Um I'm just oh. being, I'm being funny. Um, <laughs> that is very funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he says socialist um, or something like that. And <laughs> I mean, it's probably not so bad in Atlanta, but I swear to God, if you say anything that remotely involves the word social, people lose their freaking minds. Oh, Socialist, no. socialism. Are you, were you for socialism? I'm like, oh my God, calm down, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, you know, the police department's socialist, right? Yeah. 
Oh gosh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so uh, um, we go from uh, also the psychotic eyebrows thing that, which I'm with you. That was so funny. He's like, your eyebrows aren't weird; they're psychotic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> from there we get to um the what we think is uh training and not training it's uh oh them gosh. choreographing the bye 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 dance i love this i just it makes me laugh every single time just the the intensity but you can also like feel like nate just being like really is this what we're wasting our time on mm-hmm you know what I mean? I'm just like, oh my gosh. But it's so, it's just so Ted. So Ted. Yeah. Choreographing I, the Bye 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 dance. Oh my God. Um, And there's there's a lot of jokes in there. And I'm going to bring those up later. Because okay. um, <laughs> it's probably my favorite funny sequence in the whole show. Um, <laughs> or the whole episode, I should say. Uh, but Edwin Akufu interrupts their uh, their uh, practice uh, mm-hmm. to uh, land his helicopter on the field, uh, which That's I cool. mean, <sighs> but I love this dude, like not the character. Um, and, and that's you know, he's very clearly just full of himself like no matter what he says in the whole episode about not believing in billionaires and like but dude you bought out a music like we'll get to it you do all the things that you do but he's so full of himself the minute he wouldn't shake hands with ted i was like oh okay yeah um i i love all the subtle digs at ted though like oh my gosh it's so Sly. I don't even think I caught it the first time I watched it. But like Ted saying Akuna Matata, he's like, oh wait, that's kind of racist of me, right? <laughs> and I, I don't remember what his response is, but it's very just like, uh, yes, but not. I won't. Well, I won't. I won't hold it against you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was very is he gets very like kind of tongue in cheek about that that one. But there's there's other ones that are definitely more like either like backhanded compliments or just like he's outright making fun of him. Um, but the the uh, I was trying to look up the actor's name. Um, I should know it, but I do not. Sam Richardson. I think this dude is hysterical. He's been on Saturday or. I don't know if he's still on Saturday Night Live, but yeah, he was on Saturday Night Live for a, a long time, like four or five years, I think. Oh, um, but he's shown up in a bunch of stuff. He's in a show called The After Party, which I have seen so many previews for, but I, I haven't watched. And I really, really want to see because it's got a ton of people I love in it. Uh, Kim Jong is in it. Uh, Tiffany Haddish, John, uh, John Cho and him. And I, like, I love all of them. So. Yes. No, I saw something, um, I saw something about that recently too, but I haven't watched it. I think it's another Apple, another Apple TV show. Which makes me wonder if that's why he's in this. 
because they're like, oh, well, we have like maybe they have him like under contract or something. Like, I don't Or maybe okay. he's just friends. Like he was on SNL. So maybe he's just friends with Jason Sudeikis. And, yeah. you know, he brought him because I I mean, they do stuff like that. But uh, um, he <laughs> he also has a really funny uh, if, if you ever get around to watching Harley Quinn on HBO Max, he swamp thing for like two episodes. And oh. it's it's really kind of funny, nice. um, but yeah, I I love the guy. I think he's brilliant, just brilliant in this part. Oh yeah, no, he's great as in this part. The, I mean, the the character is just so like garish and kind of like over the top. And you kind of want to like him. It's very like True. Elon Musk like, right? Where yeah. it's like you kind of wanted to like him, and you're like, maybe this guy's got something. And like, just the further you get along, you're like. I don't know. He might also he might also hunt people for sport. I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> yes, all of that. So we find out he does not want to buy the team though. He just wants to buy Sam. Yes, exactly. He's just there for Sam. <laughs> Keely almost spills the beans, but Rebecca loves Sam. I know. We all love Sam. <laughs> um so it, uh, he has this idea of building a team in Africa, uh, which we find out, I mean, kind of spoilery later, but basically he's buying the Moroccan team and his idea is to just like fill it with uh, the greatest African football players and have them play closer to their families and not be farmed out but which feels kind of it sounds like a noble idea yeah it does i agree that's why you want to like him but then you know. yeah <laughs> um the, my favorite dig at ted by him is in that moment in the office when Ted goes, oh, now I'm sad. I wish we had two Sams. And his response is, my dad always said, um, a sad white man is still a white man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, buddy, you might be sad, but you're still doing better than most of the world just because you're white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, those yeah, those are the kind of things that he like comes out with. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> and it's so subtle that like if you're not really paying attention, it doesn't sound like a dig. It and, doesn't. Uh, it it appears to confuse Ted, in fact. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And like later you know he's gonna hit him and be like, Oh, yeah, he was like yeah, he was making a comment about my privilege. I mean, not saying he's wrong. <laughs> it's no. just like, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. It's a subtle dig there, man. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> and then Sam comes in and he shakes Sam's hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, that was that was a tell right there. Um, um and they they kind of it's it's funny because Higgins comments like I wrote a play just like this one time. Um, it's very like I'm gonna take you to a museum. Like I would have been curious what the hell Sam is thinking. Like I came up here for I don't really know why. Maybe they called him up there, but 
I don't think they did. I felt like he just stumbled in there, like yeah. maybe trying to talk to Rebecca privately. Right, right. And now this rich dude wants to take me to dinner in a museum. And like, what kind of movie did I just step into? <laughs> right? That would be wild. I wouldn't know what to think if I were Sam. Like, seriously. Um, And then Keely makes her way down to her office where she finds Nate clutching a pillow um mm-hmm. so weird so weird uh, <laughs> it scares her but i love his response she says uh oh nate uh, like you scared me i didn't expect you to be here and he says me either <laughs> what <laughs> the hell does that mean i don't know there's a lot of nateisms that like literally don't make any sense <laughs> it's just like wait what then why are you still there <laughs> And uh, meanwhile, Roy is on the other side of town thinking he's going to pick up Phoebe, his niece. Uh, But it was a half day. And so he gets to have a fun conversation with uh, the teacher whose name I'm drawing a blank. I know she has a bunch of fun nicknames that she tells. Uh, Bodie Bodie McBoatface or whatever it is is my favorite one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um. and uh, we get the fun. That's fun. Which <laughs> <laughs> is one of my favorite Roy moments. I love Roy. I love that character so much. It just cracks me up. And we find out that Phoebe's drawings can't be displayed at the the art show because Phoebe draws incredibly detailed seeming i I don't want to say accurate but some of them look a little not accurate but i don't know where the (laughs) hell is she getting these drawings of breasts from like what is she basing this on (laughs) that's my question like what is this eight-year-old watching pornography (laughs) what is she doing i have so many questions none of them none of them end well but i have so many questions Um, yeah, that, that was a fun reveal (laughs) and an odd bit and a show that has barely shown us like hints of sex scene to just be like, well, here's some drawings of some breasts. (laughs) Also true. Yeah. It is a little, a little out of place. Um, (laughs) so, uh, uh, then we get, uh, Ted with this conversation with his son, we go from talking about one great child actress to seeing, I'm just going to say it. I know I'm mean, a not so good child actor. <laughs> I know. I know you're not. I know you're not a huge fan. I, he's, he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> I do think the, the actress that plays Phoebe is, is she just, I, if she was not so good, it probably wouldn't be so glaring for me. But every time we see a son, I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> yeah uh, I know I'm horrible I'm picking on a child uh, Hopefully he never hears this um, <laughs> Probably not <laughs> Rebecca comes in to confess her uh, I know we're going a little long I apologize uh, To confess her love of Sam We get that fun little exchange between them Um And the really great moment from Ted where he's like, listen to me, don't listen to me, 
don't listen to Sam. Don't listen to anybody. Just listen to your gut and check in with your heart on the way down. Mm-hmm. Which is just such good advice. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I like that. I was like, that's that's really good. Like, don't you don't need to listen to what someone else is going to tell you. You know, just think about how you feel and just go with what you think is right. So the I feel like the three big things are uh, the Edwin Akufu stuff with Sam, like him. He buys out a museum, opens a fake restaurant, mm-hmm. like populates it with actors, like to what? To impress Sam to come play for this uh, as of now fictional team? It would seem. I mean. It's a lot. Yeah. I, I So, <laughs> oddly enough, I feel like I am that kind of person who overdoes things. And it's like, dude, that's a lot. You need to back off. Um, but, yeah, like, if this were a date, that would be a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And it's basically what it is. I mean, it's not, like, for, like, romantic purposes. But, that, I mean, that's basically what's going on here. And, yeah, it was... It was really over the top, and I think he was going for impressive, and I think Sam just felt overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, so much so, like, he ends that whole night going back to his place and then seeing Rebecca there and her just saying, like, I can't give you an answer. I can't tell you not to go, but I hope you don't go. Yeah. And, like, we literally leave Sam where we were at the start i know so sad it's such a heart speaking heartbreaking scenes i mean we have several of them coming up yeah that is definitely one of them um and then we have the the keely uh nate suit shopping incident oh my gosh and the kiss which to i don't i hate to say to nate's credit but they clearly both feel horrible about. I agree. I agree. I think they both feel horrible about it. And he has an interesting reaction to it. Yeah. We've seen that before, though, right? The spitting. Because we saw it when we've he seen went. it before or is it yet to come? No, we see it when he when he takes his parents to the restaurant. Right. But that, that wasn't okay. the first time. That happened another time. Like, uh, it happened before that, I think. Um, but, like, he does it in the restaurant to psych himself up. But here it's not to psych himself up. It's to remind himself or to just be like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, he's, um, like, literally trying to spit in his own face. Yeah. Um, I Maybe... It, you could probably speak better better to it than I ever can. I, I don't think Keeley has anything to feel bad for. No, 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 that was that was not that was not on her. I I don't think she was intentionally trying to lead him on. I think she was speaking from the heart and he. Misread the situation a little bit um, because he's I mean, he's just not adept in this way and like I feel like he took some of the things that she said a little bit too too literally 
trying to yeah. remember the exact words she uses. And uh, it's just like, just you got to just like go for it or like you got to take that leap or like something like that. And they're literally almost face to face. Right. Okay. Yeah. Then that's, that's definitely what kind of like pushes him over the edge. But I don't think she was, I think she was speaking like in terms of maybe like coaching or like confidence, like in, in ter- like him coaching, but not meaning like romantically like between like him and her or whatever i don't know and so like they we don't really see any real resolution there we do see nate in the black suit for the first time which will become his signature thing for quite a few episodes um and so at the photo shoot well actually before the photo shoot we see roy so I, I have a question for you. Does do you think what Roy's doing is flirting? I I don't know. It's it's Me hard. Either. It's hard to read the situation because he hasn't necessarily done anything wrong. He hasn't lied about anything. <clears throat> I mean, she, she did ask if he was married, not if he had a girlfriend. I mean, you can debate right. all day long whether or not he should have just offered up the information or not. But I also think that depends on his intentions. And I don't think his intention was to. He's also to, a private person. Yeah, I don't th- I don't feel like his intention was to necessarily like lead her on or like see if anything was there I don't know but I do feel like he was enjoying the conversation or he wouldn't have stayed for three hours so I mean I do think there's it's a gray area I mean it's definitely a gray area for sure they do a really good job of walking the line of like is this flirting is it because there are definitely people would say oh no that's flirting and when she said do you are you married he should have said no but I live with my girlfriend Keely um i know people who would say no what he did was wrong but i also know people who go no i i'd like i don't see anything wrong with that and i see both sides of that i do too and i definitely think she was more so flirting with him a little bit Mm -hmm. um but i don't feel like he was necessarily overtly flirting back with her but i do think I mean, he was clearly like engaged in the conversation and showing interest, but not in like a romantic way, per se. Yeah. Um, So he leaves there, goes to the photo shoot, uh, is all excited, hyping Keely up. She's nervous about the shoot and also really upset about the the exchange with Nate. Um, uh, We get, you know, build up, build up, build up to this moment on the couch where they both start confessing things to each other yes which is just i don't i've probably seen this episode 10 times it's so hard to watch that moment it's really hard to watch especially when (laughs) he thinks it's over and we know it's not yeah we know information it doesn't so, um, it's one of those things where I do think Keeley was right to tell him all those things. I don't 
like I get why he told her that. Like somebody told you something, you feel like like you have that guilt, and so you need to confess it too. But mm-hmm. like like I said, it's so like, is it was it flirting? Did like he didn't lie about being married because she said, "Are you married?" Like I, I don't know. It's one of those things where like, are you hurting more than you're helping? Yeah. And I like the way that, like, he puts it when he, I guess, quote unquote, confesses to Keely. He's like, she asked me if I was married and I said no, but I didn't say anything else. And I don't know why. And yeah. I, I think I think that's a fair. Like assessment or representation of the situation. Um, I just the Jamie thing is the killer, though. The Jamie thing is the killer. That's yep. Like just. This kid who was his rival, who has become his friend, he's become his mentor, and he, you just found out that he confessed he's still in love with the girl you're currently uh, involved with and very much in love with. Mm -hmm. And have you ever seen The Graduate? (laughs) No, but I know the premise. Okay. Um, so there's a there's a thing at the end of the graduate where they run away together and I'm as spoilers for the graduate, but they they run away together and they get on this bus and the the director does this thing where the camera's mounted in the bus and it it just stays on the two of them like they're so happy when they're running away together and just as they realize what they've just done. Like you see everything change and that's the end of the movie. Yes. Um, (laughs) And it's very much like that where it's just like, what did we just do? And scene. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because they could have like the Nate thing could have been the end of it and just like, that because Roy plays it as a joke, like that must have been awkward. Yeah, it was, you know. Yeah. Uh, Nate, Nate's not intimidated by Roy. I mean, Roy's not intimidated by Nate. So, no. you know, it, it it's not. He's never going to see that as a competition. He's just going to see it as like, oh shit, that must have been really awkward for you. Um, but because he confesses something very real, like I don't know why I didn't elaborate, which plays up to like maybe he's having doubts Mm, she feels like she then has to also confess that very real thing of like the guy i used to think i was in love with is still in love with me yep and so maybe now she's having doubts yeah um yeah it's it's so heartbreaking man um meanwhile ted is confronting dr sharon who (laughs) I relate so much to Dr. Sharon in this episode, very, like very specifically. I also not good with goodbyes. If we're having a family get together, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever, I will wait until everybody, I may have said this before, we'll wait till everybody is in one room or outside altogether or whatever, and then I will just leave. I will not <laughs> say goodbye. I oh will gosh. just leave. That's wild. Everybody I... hates it. It is the way I am. That's funny. That's really funny to me. I've, uh, no, I mean, I'm not, I guess I'm not really like that. Um, I don't, 
I mean, I don't particularly like goodbyes, but I think it just depends on the type of goodbye. I'm not, I'm not good with like long-term goodbyes where it's like, I know I'm probably not going to see you again. Um, and I mean, well, looking back on it, there's probably a reason for that. But anyways, um, <laughs> we definitely don't need to unpack that on this episode. But yeah, it's just, I mean, nobody, nobody really likes goodbyes, but I mean, I don't mind stuff like in the, in the short term, it's like, you know, like yeah. someone, you know, we're getting together for the holidays and it's like, all right, well, time to go now. Cause usually we're, we're, unless we're hosting, we're the first to leave because we've got little kids. Yeah. So it kind of becomes like this like whole whirlwind. It's like, oh, all right, well, we got to go. And it's like within 10 minutes, it's like we've packed up all the stuff and hustled the kids into the car and it's like, bye. <laughs> so it's kind of like super rushed, which yeah. feels awkward and I don't like, but I also don't like long drawn out goodbyes either. So, yeah. and with young ones, it, it, maybe it helps because like, or maybe them, it, it, it just hurts. Because with stuff like that, they're again. I know I don't have kids, but I've been around it enough to 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 like. They're always like one misstep away from like full on breakdown about having oh, to leave or like any of that. And it's just like if we just go and go and go and go, then we don't have to deal with getting a screaming child into the car. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to go. Can I stay? Can't we stay longer? Can, like I've seen it so many times. Oh my and it's god! Just like, and we all lived within thirty minutes of each other most of our lives, and it was just like, oh my god! It's why are you being so dramatic? You'll literally see him next weekend. <laughs> I know this. This literally happened this afternoon. Like my parent, like we had a birthday party for our two-year-old, and it was just family. And like my parents came over, and they're like, okay, we can stay, but not super long because we have to go help your brother with something. And I was just like. Okay, so we kind of had to like rush around and like get some stuff done. And then like as they're walking out the door, my seven year old is like, I want to go with you. Can I come with you? I don't want to stay here. And it was just like this whole thing. And like it took them like 15 minutes to get out the door because she was like begging to go with them. And I'm like, they're not going to go do something fun like that you're not gonna have fun like you you can't go with them <laughs> and she was having like a full-on like meltdown and like whining i want to go and i can't go and i was yeah. like oh my god it just and I'm, at this point i'm like just leave but like they don't want to leave because she's upset i'm like you really don't understand that if you just go mm-hmm. it will it will be better but i need yeah. you to go <laughs> yeah I mean, and that's part of mine too. Like, uh, you know, there's always uh, some, there's always a, at least one child under the age of three in my family. So, yeah. like, it does become that thing of like, like my youngest nephew now will, like, if I say goodbye or he sees me start to leave, he wants to go with me. Oh, no. Like, he's just like, I want to go. I don't know where you're going, but I want to go. Um, you know, and, and so he'll follow me to the door and then he'll get all upset about it. So, like, it's always kind of sort of been like that. So I, I've always I've gotten in the habit of just being like, OK, everybody's distracted. I'm comfortable leaving right now. I'm just going to go. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, he, him confronting Sharon, throwing the cash on the table and her's just like, it's in the letter, Ted. Like, I'm more comfortable writing it than I am saying it. It's all in the letter. And what a brilliant fucking performance from Jason Sudeikis. I'm assuming there's a real letter in there, 
but holy shit. <laughs> yes, I know. Oh my god, that was so good. It's a whole journey of facial expressions. It is. It's seriously impressive. I mean, you see everything. Like, I mean, he's kind of just like, okay, all right, fine. I'm, you know, resigning myself to this. And then it just completely, like, transforms. So, like, the auntie's like, okay, that was a very nice letter. <laughs> like, holding back tears. And she does maybe the the better thing and invites him out for drinks. She's like, I'm buying... A train doesn't leave till midnight. Let's go have a drink. Yeah. You know, they wind up playing pinball, which is, we know Ted likes. It winds up being like something else they have in common. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always wanted a pinball machine. I love a good pinball game. My in-laws have a pinball machine in their basement. I am terrible at it, but I've always wanted one. I'm <laughs> so okay. I could get good at it. Yeah, I'm okay. It dep- It just depends. Some, some days um, are better than others. <laughs> so uh, her initials are SMF, and he tries to take a guess at it, and she goes, nope, sexy motherfucker. <laughs> um, and he says, rest in peace, Mr. Nelson, which, um, if anybody doesn't know, that's a Prince reference. Prince Rogers Nelson. He's ah. referencing Prince. Um, so, uh, you know, they... He or she, one, one of them, uh, I think he says, Let, let's have another one. And he says, I'll buy. And he goes, wait, no, you're buying. I'm going to go hit the loo, his favorite British word. Yeah. And he pulls her move, does the Batman and disappears. I know. I know. I love that. I do. I do like that when she comes to that realization, she's like, son of a bitch stole my move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not before leaving her a glass of beer with an army man in it. I know, I know, which I love, but I also equally love when May's like, here's one without shit in it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and the episode ends with Ted back at his apartment, satisfied with himself, satisfied with, like, the resolution. Like, we didn't really get into, like, his moment with her where he's like, I thought we had a breakthrough, not just me, but us. Like, we... Oh built something here and you know she says yeah you you actually did help me become a better therapist and you know for not the first time in his life but you know for maybe the first time in a while he actually feels good about saying possibly like literally goodbye to someone for god knows how long yeah true very true and the capper is a text from uh, Trent Krim, the independent as a, what does he say? As a journalist, I had to write this as a friend. I want to tell you that my source is Nate. And the article is that Ted had to leave the uh, football game because he had a panic attack. Yeah. Oh, and I think he puts it as a person who respects you. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he's like, oh, right. that is so good and devastating. And oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. He's like, as a journalist, I had to write this. But as a man who respects you, my source was Nate. I was like, oh, my gosh. I remember the first time that I watched that. I like I, I, I'm i not even kidding. I think I texted you and I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah, I was so mad. It It is so heartbreaking when somebody you love betrays you and you're just running through the reasons 
why? Yeah. Why? You know, and we'll get into all that. Um, very, very briefly, favorite jokes. <laughs> favorite jokes. So many, so, so many. But, um, I mean, definitely the psychotic eyebrows was, I mean, it's, it's just a great line. Um, I feel like there's more, probably something at some point that Keely says, because she always makes me laugh, but I can't. Yeah, there's some good ones in this episode. Um, the fun, it's not really a joke, but it always gets a smile out of me. Um, <laughs> my favorite jokes are so subtle that I don't, like more subtle than the a sad white man <laughs> it's still a white man um <laughs> when they're doing the in sync uh dance um beard says before we know what they're doing beard says they're just not in sync oh my god which oh my is god. a fucking home run of a joke but then he gets a tag when Ted asks him to take over, and he says, yeah, if it's gotta be me. Yes. Okay, that Double one I caught. fucking down. <laughs> yeah, no, and then, but I think everything he says after that are, isn't it a series of songs? I think so. I don't know enough in sync. I know oh, I do. Those... <laughs> I was a 13-year-old girl, and this album was, like, the album. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I was just like, that is like such a, um, it's like a back-to-back home runs. <laughs> like, I it's missed, incredible. I missed the sync reference. I totally, I told that one totally went over my head. I got the other ones, though. It comes it, before the reveal. That's what makes it so fucking good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that is good. That is good. No, I think, yeah. And he, when he says this is, well, if it's got to be me. And then yep. I think he says like three other songs and it fits perfectly like into the conversation. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is brilliant. <laughs> and, and, and it's also like, holy shit, <laughs> Ted and Beard are massive NSYNC fans. Yes, which also is not surprising, but also a little odd. Um. So, future spoilers, most of it's all just Nate. Like, holy yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, any inkling, like, like you had that Nate, not that he's a bad guy. We'll, we'll talk about all that in season three. But, like, oh, I mean, this episode absolutely fucking destroys your whatever illusions you had about Nate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100%. It does. It's like... Oh my! I can't even tell you the sense that of betrayal that I felt for for from that character in this episode. Like especially the first time I watched it, but even like even watching it again, and I may have seen this. I think I've seen this episode more than twice. But it's just like I forget the punchline at the end every single time with that text message. I'm just like, oh, but yeah, it's why? just such a like. I mean, it's just like somebody just walking up and punching you in the stomach, man. Oh, um, so uh, well done. There is some, some interesting setup, uh, and we can talk about more in the next episode with Edwin Akufu, mm. who, uh, he, you know, even after the end of season two, like, I thought we were done with that dude, and it, we were not. Um, <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> no, we are not. He comes um, back. Oh. But I remember it, the, uh, and, we'll, you know, we can talk about the breakup 
during the finale or at the end of the finale or not really it's not really a breakup but it's not a breakup i guess until season three but technically yeah well we well we never see it yeah i mean technically you're right um but like i remember that moment at the at the in the finale hitting me really really hard when she's like i've got to stay you can like but you need to go and me being like i don't understand why she's doing this and like then going back and re-watching it and being like oh this was like way i i was so focused on the nate shit that i just had forgotten about how devastating that 45 seconds of conversation was for roy and keely Oh, yeah. At the end of this episode or towards the end yeah. of this episode. Yes, I know. I I had maybe not forgotten it like quite as much because I had finished season two not too, too long before season three ended up premiering. I mean, we'd already started our rewatch and stuff. But um, but yeah, it, for me, it was like relatively fresh. It's not like I had finished watching it and had to wait two years, you know, for like the rest of the world. Yeah. season three to premiere so but yeah it's it, i think i think the impact of this conversation is not fully felt until until that premiere i mean maybe a little bit in the finale but they don't give you i don't feel like they give you any inkling um yeah because it's still kind of hopeful when when she's like no like i've started this new business and like yeah. you go have your vacation. You haven't had a vacation in years. I I can't leave, you know. But I'll be here when you get back. Like, yeah. but it does feel very bittersweet. And then like now looking back on it, it's like oh this is maybe not the beginning of the end because maybe it's not the end. We don't know. But and definitely maddening for yeah. the record. Yeah, I'm with like you. Anyway, of all the things, I'm just like we have no resolution to this. None. None. <laughs> <laughs> Everything None. else we feel like we got a button for it. and this nope just wide open. Um, uh, um so yeah, that's uh episode 11. We'll do the uh are you free next weekend? It's the next weekend you're not free, right? Yeah, it's Labor Day weekend cuz I'll be at Dragon Con. Good. That yeah. gives us a break in between seasons. <laughs> yes. So, but yes, I am free. I am free next weekend. Um so we will do the I finale do, next week. I definitely can't do Friday, but Okay. I mean I should be free all weekend. So okay, cool. um so but if you want to hear me talk about any other things, you can go over to x1files.com. Uh maybe not by the time this is up, but shortly after, uh there will be discussions of Ahsoka because it premieres this week. I'm oh. super excited about it because hey. Secret Invasion sucked and I really need something to keep me going. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Um I yeah, I'll have to I'll have to put that on my watch list. I I still have been even, I still haven't finished the Mandalorian latest season. I got like <laughs> halfway through it and just ran out of time to watch all of the things. Yeah, well, I would argue that rewatching Ted Lasso is more rewarding than catching up on the Mandalorian. Fair. <laughs> so, All right. I, cool. Not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just, you know, <laughs> there's there's not much there. <laughs> All right. Well, good, good, good to know. I'm not not feeling too bad about missing out then. But um, uh, speak. But speaking of rewatches, uh, we're about to kick off our Legends season three rewatch on my podcast. So if anybody wants to head over there to tomorrow's Legends, we're 
going to revisit Legends of Tomorrow season three. Which That's was why I'm not uh, available next Friday. <laughs> uh, what was season three? Um, the oh, the oh god, the neck, the one of the episodes is called like the Necromancer of the Stone. It's where like Sarah Lance gets possessed. Okay, yeah. They introduce all the totems, and it ends yep. with a giant, big, blue, fuzzy creature who shall not be named. Yeah, uh, I, I like season. I like season three. <laughs> Uh, we talked about this last time, I think. Yeah, I, I don't like did. how prevalent that thing became. So much so it's the box art for the complete series. But yeah, I do like season three a lot. <laughs> I like. I I think I'm going to remember how much that I enjoyed season three. But there's definitely going to be some low points. Namely the finale. Yeah. Um, because we were expecting one thing. And it is not even remotely close to what they did. And Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, um, but we're kicking that good off. stuff so i i'm so I, like i'm almost every week i'm like i'm gonna buy that box set i found like season two and three on dvd for like seven bucks and i was gonna oh, buy wow. those and i was like yeah but i can get the whole blu-ray box set for like 70 dollars <laughs> I mean, so it's seven seasons i mean yeah that's the season for yeah kind of can't beat that yeah uh i i because i'm i'm back into having media not just streaming things like i'm i'm fighting oh, yeah. back and buying the shit that i love <laughs> all right i mean fair enough you never know when it's going to get ripped off a streaming service that is yep. that is always a thing so anyway go do all those things we'll be back sometime next week talking about the finale then break for dragon con yep. uh didn't get to ask you about hedwig and the angry inch but oh. I you enjoyed it Yes, I did. I really enjoyed it. It was re- it was really great. Uh, we'll have to, we'll have to talk about it. Wig in a box is one of my <laughs> favorite songs of all time. It's all time. It's good. It's good. If you get a chance, if you enjoy the song, there's a polyphonic spree version of that song. Oh. And it's so fucking good. Nice. Like it just that's actually the first place I heard that song, and I was like, "What is this from?" I have to find out. Led me to Hedwig, and I was like. This is devastatingly amazing. <laughs> yes, uh, de- devastating is a really, really great way to describe Hedwig. Yeah, was not what I thought it was going to be about. Not at all. <laughs> I was like, oh my Hard god. <laughs> same. Hard same. Yep. Um, I, I, I was like, I thought I had this all figured out going in, mm-hmm. and nope, nope, not at all. <laughs> like, is there some weird science fiction thing? What's the angle? Like, nope. Nope. <laughs> yep. So yep. anyway, um, it was really good. <laughs> yeah, very punk rock. And I'm glad you got to see it in a like a box theater. Yes, um, it's, a, it's a small theater. It's like a black yeah. box theater. So I, I think awesome. it really works for Hedwig. It did. It oh, was great. It was really good. Yeah. Very intimate. It was. Uh, yeah, it worked really well. Good deal. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk.